0: This episode of Biscuits and Jam is presented by Boar's Head. Welcome to Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living. I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living Magazine, and we're back this week with the country music duo Maddie and Tay. Maddie Font and Taylor Kerr met when they were just 15 years old at a showcase in Dallas and became instant friends, as well as singing and songwriting partners. They moved to Nashville after high school and recorded their breakout hit, Girl in a Country Song, a fun, fearless tune that fired a shot at the bro culture in country music, and it clearly struck a chord. Within a year, the song had landed them a tour, a record deal, a number one spot on the Billboard country chart and a CMT award for video of the year. Ever since, their career has just kept gaining steam, riding a wave of great songwriting, honest lyrics, and their infectious sense of humor. Today, they talk about their perfect southern breakfast, filming a music video at Reba McIntyre's old house, and how they lean on each other to survive Nashville, marriage, and motherhood. Plus, they share a few stories about their brand new two-part album, Through the Madness. All that and more this week on Biscuits and Jam. Maddie and Tay, welcome to Biscuits and Jam.
1: Thank you. I love biscuits and jam. And I actually live five minutes from Loveless Cafe here in Nashville, which is like the most famous place for biscuits and jam. So I eat a lot of them.
0: <laughs> I know the Loveless. Lucky you.
1: Oh, it's it's bad. You know, <laughs> we go there a little too, too close. It's too close. It's much too close. Like there's times when I get off of the bus and I'm like, oh, I really want some biscuits and just go down like five freaking biscuits with the peach jam it's the best one in my opinion
0: <laughs> so we're recording this pretty early and i was gonna start out with an easy one and that is what's your idea of the perfect southern breakfast but maddie you've already kind of answered that one <laughs>
1: oh i i do have a dip t you go first because she's more of our breakfast
2: queen i love a good omelet like nothing beats Good three-egg omelet with some sausage, cheese, peppers, onion, and then I put sriracha on top.
0: Ooh, that sounds good.
2: Speaking of loveless, that's probably one of my favorite
1: places to get breakfast. I feel like a hash brown casserole is so wonderful. I love a chicken and waffle situation, but then if I'm trying to be healthier, I'll do like, you know, the classic two eggs and bacon or turkey sausage or something like that, but the hash brown casserole's Pretty essential for
0: me. <laughs> well, I like the sound of that. Chicken and waffles, uh, it doesn't really check the healthy box, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. It depends what the vibe is.
0: <laughs> well, I hope y'all got some breakfast before we got started here.
1: I did not, but I will right after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay, Maddie, you are from Sugarland, Texas. Yes. Which is just south of Houston, and you're pretty close to the ocean down there. You're close to the Brazos is it the Brazos River?
1: Yeah, the Brazos River, let me tell you you don't ever want to step foot in that thing. it is. Woo wait, this is really terrible, but there's like murder stories about the Brazos River. yeah, it's kind of okay,
0: so stay away from there. <laughs> but other than that, there's yeah. a lot of lakes around and it's really pretty down there. Tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in Sugarland.
2: Well,
1: my parents chose Sugarland in 1995, I guess, like, yeah, when I was born, because it wasn't super populated. It was really calm, and then it just started blowing up. So now Sugarland is like, it feels like a huge city now, which is not how it was when I was growing up. And sometimes I miss that open land and all of that. But it was great growing up in that area because we had the beach. Another thing that Texans do a lot is we float the river, and so we would go to like Garner State Park. We would go to New Braunfels. That's one of my favorite things to do is put a tube in the river and just float along. That's my jam. We'd go down to Galveston sometimes. We'd go to a place called Crystal Beach, which is a little bit more of a cleaner area in Galveston because sometimes it gets a little crazy over there. But yeah, it was a great place to grow up. I miss it a lot. Like, I feel a little homesick right now, but it's terrible because most of the reason I get homesick is because of the food. I'm very food motivated, (laughs) if you can't tell. (laughs) And we just have such great food. And the thing that I love the most about Sugarland is how diverse it is. I grew up with every single culture imaginable. And that was such a gift that my parents gave us, raising us in an area like that, because I got to try so many different foods. I got to immerse myself in so many different cultures, and I loved that. But yeah, I've got some serious, strong Texas roots, I would say. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that whole Houston area is just so known for its food, and you can really eat your way through the world, you know, just living around Houston.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And Taylor, you spent a lot of your childhood in a town called Ada in Oklahoma. Am I saying that right?
2: Ada, Oklahoma. Yes.
0: So tell me a little bit about Ada and what it was like growing up there.
2: Ada was great. I lived there from the time I was born until I was 14. And then my family moved to a town about an hour away called Silo for my brothers to play baseball. Ada was beautiful. It was great lovely childhood. Grew up going to church, singing in talent shows. Ada was really where I found my love and voice for music. I would just sit in my parents' closet because it had great acoustics in the bathroom. And they didn't want to get me voice lessons. So what they did is they got me little tapes. So I remember I would put a tape in and I would like practice singing. And I would just sit in the closet all day, every day, and just sing and do monologues and just really hone in on the craft.
0: Wow, singing in the closet.
2: So I was like, I'm just going to make my own little audience in the closet. I'd set up my stuffed animals.
1: Yes,
0: girl, same. That must be like a singer's thing.
1: <laughs> like, surely a lot of singers did that growing up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I always think like, God,
1: why didn't you introduce Tay and I when we were kids? Because I would have been way less lonely in elementary and junior high and felt way less like an outcast.
0: Well, you mentioned the church, and I want to ask you about that because so many artists that I talked to got their start in the church. Was that something that happened for you in terms of you know the church being a place to kind of perform for the first time or develop your love of music?
2: Absolutely. There's videos of me and my brothers when I was like three, and we were doing the little plays that you would do in church. And the feeling that I would get standing on stage singing hymns or whatever it was, and just like doing little dance moves, I fell in love with it. And I just wanted more and more and more. So it definitely started in the church for sure.
0: What about you, Maddie? Was that part of your growing up?
2: I definitely spent a lot of time in church. I loved
1: church as a kid, but my start was actually talent shows. Like T was kind of mentioning, that's kind of, you know, where she got her footing for performing as well. And so in third grade, I was like, I'm going to do the talent show and I'm going to sing. My parents knew, like I would never shut up. Like that was the thing. They were like, oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. And I'm like, see, it paid off thanks for letting me like annoy your ear holes for, you know, 18 years. But um, I started doing talent shows. And so I'm 10 years old up there. And my parents were like, Oh, my gosh, she's gonna throw up because she's gonna be so nervous. I mean, I was like a social kid, but definitely not like center of attention. That was not how I was. So they were really nervous. And then I got up there and I looked back at those videos that my dad has like those really cool big camcorders and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I just had so much confidence. Sometimes I wish I could tap into that girl and be like, dang, she was fearless. Just went up there and did the dang thing didn't care. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> so the two of y'all met when you were 15 at a showcase in Dallas, and you had both been singing with the same vocal coach. And I guess he recognized that y'all had some things – in common. Tell me when you realized that you had more in common than just singing and that this was going to be a friendship.
2: Pretty much from the first second we met, I was instantly drawn to Maddie's energy. She's the definition of the yin to my yang. She was so outgoing and I was just like hiding in the corner. And we went to dinner for the first time and we both ordered water with a side of lemons in like a little Splenda. And we made our little homemade lemonade at the restaurant. And we were like, are we best friends? I think so.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So were y'all both writing songs at that point? Or were you more just singing when you were 15?
2: T was writing songs and didn't realize it, I feel like. Is that right, T? I didn't know how to put music to my lyrics yet. But Maddie was like, on production and everything. Yeah,
1: I mean, they were not good. They were not good songs by any means. But I was going for it. So I was introduced to that vocal coach and then I was introduced to a producer and like any songs that I wrote, we would try to get him to, you know, make a little like homemade track or, you know, something like that. And so I was going for it and more like to be a songwriter than anything. And then once I met Tay, I was like, because the artist thing did not really sound appealing by myself. That just was kind of like, oof, that's a lot. And then you're the total center of attention, which is like, ugh. So so it was perfect. Whenever we met, I was like, oh my gosh. And then there's someone I get to collaborate with. And long story short, I was already going back and forth to Nashville to pursue songwriting when I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. Yeah. You know what? I was very blessed. Like I feel like God put people in my life to kind of give me connections to progress. Stars were aligning just a little too perfectly to think it was just chance. So that started happening. And then when I met T, I'm like, hey, you should come and do this with me. And then that's whenever we were like, okay, this is on. Let's do this. Let's chase it down.
0: So when you're in high school, you tend to talk a lot about your parents and your family. Yeah. And I'm wondering if y'all had similar experiences on the home front or was it totally different?
2: fairly similar in the way that we are raised with the morals and the things that we were taught, that kind of thing. But I had two brothers and Maddie had a sister. And so I had a little bit of a bigger family. Maddie had a little bit of a smaller family. But other than that, it was very similar. And I will say that was probably one of the things that aided in our friendship was that we were kind of brought up the same way. And so when we met, it was like, are we sisters? Were we separated at birth? Because this feels way too natural. Yeah. Yeah. We both had really lovely childhoods. Our parents both sacrificed absolutely everything they could for us at such a young age too. I can't believe our parents took us that seriously when we said we wanted to not go to college and chase a dream down in Nashville, but they did. Well,
0: and I want to ask you about Nashville. So y'all moved to Nashville right after high school, which is kind of crazy ambitious. And yeah, it takes a big bet from your parents to go along with that. But you obviously had the confidence that you felt like you were ready to do that. Talk to me about that move to Nashville and what those first couple of months were like. It must have been a wild time for a couple of 18 year olds.
1: Oh yeah. It was wild. T adjusted way better than I did because she had moved around in Oklahoma. Like T, you've lived in what, like six or seven different houses. She's very good with change. For me, I lived in two houses my whole life and it really rocked me. Like, I think that was a moment where if I wasn't willing to sacrifice and do that, then it definitely wouldn't have worked out, but it was, it was hard. I mean, we were 17 and learning how to like pay taxes and, you know, (laughs) pay bills and all these things that, you know, normally kiddos get to figure out when they're like, you know, in their twenties, like early twenties out of college. So we kind of had to skip and grew up really, really fast. It was essential for the process. It was essential, especially for me, my faith grew exponentially after that experience. And it was weird because there were times when it would get lonely or hard, or we would get discouraged and just be homesick. And then a door would open or an opportunity would come up. Me and Tay call them God winks, being like, you're on the right path. And so it was kind of undeniable. So we never gave up and just decided we're just going to chase it down till it happens. And it took a while, but it happened.
0: (laughs) What was the thing that you missed the most about home, Maddie?
1: The people. I am such a people person. I like to say I am a extroverted introvert because at heart I'm pretty introverted, but I just love being around people. And my husband and I, we've been together since I was 15. Like the year I met Tay was the year I met my Mm. husband. That was like my little magic year, I always say. And so that was hard. You know, we were long distance for two years. And so I really missed him. Like I missed just having him there and my family. I would say that was the hardest part. Because whenever you go off to college, it's like, yeah, you don't see them every day. But a lot of college kids come over for the weekends. Or like for us, it's like we can't afford to drive 12 hours every weekend or get on a plane or, you know, stuff like that. So you just have to figure it out. <laughs>
0: I'll be back with more from Maddie and Tay after the break. This episode of Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living is presented by Boar's Head. Introducing Sweet Bee's Honey Barbecue Glazed Chicken, a new classic flavor available only from Boar's Head that brings the celebrated traditions, signature flavors, and iconic taste of sweet honey barbecue to your local deli. Inspired by famous barbecue joints and the aficionados who know the reward is worth the wait, comes an authentic experience that can only be from Boar's Head. Made with premium ingredients, this slow-roasted chicken is delightfully sweet with notes of honey and perfectly balanced with savory hints of hickory smoke. Honey drizzled and barbecue sizzled. Ask for freshly sliced Sweet Bees Honey Barbecue Chicken during your next visit to the deli counter. Boar's Head
2: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Welcome back to Biscuits and Jam from Southern Living. I'm Sid Evans, and today I'm talking with the country music duo, Maddie and Tay. Well, y'all were not always Maddie and Tay. You performed under another name for a while. It was Sweet yeah aliana yes
2: it is an atrocious name but you know what we had to start somewhere (laughs) we were very purposeful with it though i will say because we really wanted a name that meant something and honestly i don't remember what it means now but it aliana means like race or something yeah
0: well so when did maddie and tay become the name when did y'all land on that was it after you moved to nashville or did you kind of go into nashville with that in hand
2: That was when we got our record deal. We kept Sweet Aliana for a while until we wrote Girl in a Country song and started to get more noticed. So the name Aliana means noble and gracious.
0: Okay, well, that's nice.
1: Yeah, we have some fans that dug that up too, and they like made shirts and all these things. And we're like, oh, y'all are so sweet. Like, it's kind of like sometimes you like feel embarrassed, but then you're like, man, you got to start somewhere. And we're like, you know what? Let's just use our names. We have cool names. But the thing is, I'm Madison, and Tay is Taylor, but that sounds like a law firm. So we are like, Madison and Taylor, if music ever stopped working out, we'd go get some law degrees, and that'd be a perfect law firm.
0: (laughs) Well, I love that y'all use your names. It's not always easy to come up with the one that's right in front of you, you know? But it's a great name.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So, all right, I want to talk about Girl in a Country Song, which was your huge breakout hit in 2015. And y'all were basically calling out the bro culture in country music, which was a gutsy thing to do. And it's a very fun song. It's got a hilarious video with a bunch of big guys dressed up in skimpy outfits. But it's also got a little bit of an edge to it. And I'm wondering if you could take me back to the day that you recorded that song and when you realized that you had this kind of career-changing hit.
2: You know, the whirlwind that occurred around that song is almost like there's no way to describe it other than divine. It was meant to be by God because we wrote it on St. Patrick's Day of 2013 or twenty four I can't remember. I think 14. 2014. And then I think a few weeks later, we played it for the head of Big Machine Label Group, Scott, And I just remember his face got beat red. And at first, Maddie and I were like, oh, no, he's angry. Like, we just pissed him off. This is going to be bad. But he was laughing. Like, he couldn't breathe because he thought it was so humorous and hilarious. So we knew from that moment that we had something special. And then we were shipped out on radio tour, I think, about a month or two later. And it was... Up from there, everything happened back to back. We got a record deal, we shot the music video, the song came out July 15th. It was all within a short few months.
0: Well, it seems very prescient, and it seems like to come out with that in 2015, and especially at the age that y'all were, it seems like you were recognizing something that was happening in country music and calling out something that a lot of other artists would have been reluctant to do. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, absolutely. And we're three albums in right now into our career, and I do think that sometimes the way that we came in was, like, so hot that we, people were like, whoa, who do they think they are? Like, you know, who are these teenage girls thinking they can, you know, whatever. And it just goes to show that the truth wins every time. Like, there obviously, it wouldn't have been... A success if other people weren't feeling the same way that we did and you know it's definitely like a wittier kind of tongue-in-cheek song but there is depth in there you know if you listen closely there's lines in there that really describe what the stereotypes were for women and how we were being portrayed in a genre that Tay and I love and then we put out that song and then all the girls were like let's freaking do this thing come on. <laughs>
0: Well, y'all have never been afraid to challenge some of the issues that you see in country music, the way women are treated, the lack of representation of people of color. Now that you're much more established and you have this huge fan base, I'm just wondering, has it gotten harder to be vocal about those things?
2: I would say... The validation that we got when we released Girl in a Country song was, like Maddie said, the truth always wins. And we know no other way than to kind of speak what's on our heart. And I feel like if we hadn't have gotten that validation with the first single, we might have shied away from that. But every time there's an opportunity for us to sort of speak on any topic that we believe in, we feel like we've been given this platform for a reason to do so. So of course it kind of gets scary here and there. You're not sure how people are going to, perceive what you're trying to say but for us as long as we're authentic to what we believe in then absolutely tay and i we're never going to be the artist that like gets political or ever
1: ever discusses political things no but when it comes to how humans are treated and accepted and opportunities you know, just equality is something that we're really passionate about, whether that's people of color, whether that's for women, whatever that is, we really believe in equal opportunity for everybody and just being vocal about that. But the politics thing, I'm like, oh, I will never go down that road because it's just no one cares what I have to say. I'm not a politician. So I'm just trying to include everybody and make everyone feel welcomed. I think that's the most important part.
0: Now that y'all have been in Nashville for a while, do you see much progress being made in terms of Nashville being more open, more welcoming to new artists?
1: Yeah, I would say the platform that does it best, in my opinion, is the highway, XM the highway. I think that that Platform and that outlet of music gives new artists an opportunity to share their music, share their stories. Girl in a Country Song got really popular from the highway. That was kind of where we debuted it. So, for new artists, that is such a great place to start.
0: Well, so y'all are three albums in. You have a new album out called Through the Madness, which is in two parts volume one and volume two. And there is a really fun song on there. Well, there are a lot of fun songs on there, but there's one in particular that I love that's called Woman You Got, which is basically a woman's warning to her fiance that he may have bitten off more than he can chew. So w- tell me about where that song came from, and I also want to know what your spouses think of this song.
2: My spouse is right here, so I can ask him. What do you think? of <laughs> <laughs> 100
0: out of 10.
2: 100 out of 10. Very true. Very true. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, Tell Joshy I miss him. lots of fun. He said it's lots of fun. The song actually just came from that I wanted to write about just all of our little quirks. I thought that it was fun to sort of shine a light on all the facets of us because we got a lot going on. And there's two of us, so it makes it even more fun. We got to kind of write to both of us because Maddie's definitely... More of the perfectionist. I lose my phone. I literally lost my phone yesterday. I lost my keys yesterday. I cannot hold my liquor. Yeah. The liquor
1: line's definitely me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the don't dare me, like, oh
2: I'm I'm a sucker for a good dare. And you cannot trust me in the kitchen. Like it's
0: <laughs> It starts out you put a ring on a wild thing, right?
2: Yep. Yes.
1: Yes. It's And that's so true. Like, I think sometimes I'm like, did Josh and Jonah know what they were signing up for? And I don't know if Jonah did. Like, I don't want to speak for Josh. But I think that it just makes it all that more fun. And, you know, we keep them on their toes. So there's never dull or boring moments. That's for sure. Maybe you put
0: Well, it seems clear that y'all had a lot of fun making that video, which is hilarious and it looks like you're in a big mansion. Where did that take place?
1: We actually filmed the Woman You Got music video at Reba's old house. Oh wow. It is Reba's old mansion, and it is absolutely stunning. We won an award for the music video at the CMT Awards, and I'm like, I wonder if Reba's like good luck. She kind of gave us some good energy over that video, so I'm like, maybe we need to film all of our videos at her house. <laughs>
0: well, it's a great video, and y'all clearly were having a good time doing that. There's another song on the album that I love called Girl After My Own Heart, which is kind of a classic stay away from a man song. What's the story behind that one? Is that based on anything that happened or is that just more general life experience?
2: Didn't Jonah get hit on the other day? Yes, he did at the gym. I was like, uh, excuse me. But
1: you know, I take it as a compliment because I know my husband is a catch and he is handsome as all get out. So I'm always like, oh girl, thanks for appreciating my man. He is handsome. But um, I wish that the story was a little juicier and maybe we should make one up just for fun. But the real story (laughs) of girl after my own heart, basically me and my mother-in-law are really, really close. I'm close to my mom and my mother-in-law and Her and I were hanging out one night and I said, hey, should we make mimosas and do some crafts or something? And she said, you're a girl after my own heart. And I was like, that's so interesting. So I had that title for a while and then I just thought it would be really cool to write it where you're not being rude to this other girl. Like, you know, I'm not mad. I see what you're looking at. He is fine as all get out and all that But do not go after my heart, you know. And um, I love how classic it feels. Mm -hmm. That one's one of my favorites, too, Sid. I'm glad you like that one.
0: Yeah, it feels like it could have, you know, been a a Loretta song or feels (gasps) sort of timeless, you know.
1: What? Oh, my gosh. That's the biggest compliment ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a strong statement, I realize. It's a great song. Thank you. Well, listen, y'all have been through some very difficult times together. You've been through breakups, a pandemic, yes. the ups and downs of Nashville, a label that got canceled. How do you guys help each other get through some of these things?
2: I think the foundation that Maddie and I have built together as not only coworkers but as friends and really as sisters, it's definitely more of a sisterhood at this point. The foundation has been there and will always be there and I sort of think of it like a house. You know, sometimes the house gets beaten up and people come knocking on your door and you got to fix things here and there, but the foundation has never ever and will never be cracked. And I think that's just really built on respect and respecting each other and communicating with each other and just leaning on each other and being honest when we're going through rough patches. Mm Because you can't go through things alone and we always have each other's shoulder to lean on. And so when life starts falling apart, we sort of just go hand in hand and we're like, all right, we're going to weather this storm And we somehow always make it out. I do not know how, but we do.
1: (laughs) I will say it is such a blessing. Like it is such a gift to have someone by your side through this business because this business will break your heart and then put it back together the next day. And it's this cycle that, you know, you have to have thick skin, you have to have the heart to just keep going and not get discouraged. But Mm -hmm. like Tay said, we just, we try to cling to each other because that's the only thing that isn't going to move, like isn't going to get shaken. Like she said, weather the storm hand in hand and be like, this sucks and I'm freaking out and you're freaking out, but we're freaking out together. So it feels less scary. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, speaking of difficult experiences, um, Tay, you had a really tough pregnancy earlier this year and you had a beautiful baby girl named Layton. When was the first time that uh, Maddie got to meet her?
2: I think it was probably a few weeks after we brought her home. Because when yes. we got to bring her home, Maddie was in Texas with her family. And so when she got back the next week, I think you quarantined for like a couple days, made sure you were yes. good, and came over. And we had like a cookout at the house. It was so fun. And that was such a special moment. Layton was like, ooh, I remember this voice. I heard this voice in your <laughs> <laughs> It was
1: so sweet. Tay's husband Josh was like, I think Maddie broke the record. I was, I think I held her for like 12 hours. Like, I was so obsessed and I'm still obsessed. Like, just talking about her makes my cheeks hurt. She's the sweetest, most tiny but mighty baby girl. And even though T had such a traumatic experience into motherhood, Leighton is the greatest gift of all time for, I think, all of our lives, even though even though she did not come out of me, she might as well have, because I'm freaking obsessed with that little pumpkin.
2: She is the best.
0: <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, Tay. That's Aww. just a beautiful thing.
2: Thank you. Thank you. She's the best. All
0: right. Well, I just have one more question for y'all. And I'm curious how you'll answer this coming from Texas and Oklahoma. What does it mean to you to be Southern? Oh. Tay, let's start with you.
2: The first thing I think of when I think of Southern, I think of like kind, I think of manners, I think of going out of your way for other people. I think of a serving heart and just giving back to your community. People of the South just love on each other and it's just a real place of family and food. Definitely food.
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is why we share a brain. That is exactly what I was going to say. When you go to, and no offense, but like when you go to New York versus going to like Houston, if you're like, hey, where is this? Like the Houstonian is going to be like, it's right over here. Look, I'll walk with you. Like, hey, where are you from? Da 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 da. In New York, they're going to be like, bye. Figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? Maybe not. Maybe there's some, you know, nice people. No, there are nice people there, but it's just different. And like T said, just that warmth and that yeah. welcome feeling, I think being kind and yeah giving the shirt off your back is kind of that southern culture and I love that I love that so much
0: well beautifully said and Maddie and Tay thank you so much for being on Biscuits and Jam
1: thank you so much well now I'm like well dang do I have to go to Loveless today probably I think (laughs) think you do
0: (laughs) I think it's calling your name
1: I think it is go to the gym or go to Loveless ah Loveless (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening to my conversation with Maddie and Tay. You can check out their latest album, Through the Madness, Volume 2, wherever you get music. Make sure to visit maddieandtay.com for tour dates, music, and more. Southern Living is based in Birmingham, Alabama. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Make sure to come back here next Tuesday for my conversation with the one and only Cartier Brown, host of Delicious Miss Brown on the Food Network.